0: In 2006, my father suicide. I was 18 at the time, and my world turned upside down at that point. I found the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention because of my sister, Sandy. I've been to a couple of of out-of-the-darkness walks. In 2015, I hosted my own at Naval Air Station, Whidbey Island. This last year, I started getting active. I ran a marathon, I ran a triathlon, as well as doing a few obstacle courses. Then it dawned on me... Why not combine the work I've done with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and the many different events I also do? My goal is $500 by the 19th of May, when my next obstacle event will also be happening. I have a knack for dressing up as a superhero while doing these events. I want to thank you for your support and helping me with the cause to help those who need it the most. Mental health is a big deal to me. I'm thankful every day I'm a survivor and I hope to be an inspiration to others too. You can make your donations at www.afsp.donordrive.com slash personalcampaign slash sean, that is S-E-A-N, tack graves, tack rocks. No matter what size the donation, it will always help someone in need. And you too can inspire others. Do you like the ethereal sounds of Enya or Mimi Page? Do you also like electronic music such as Enigma, Delirium, Sleep Thief? That's exactly what post is. It's a band that I created back in 2000, and we've been making music ever since. We're working on our new album titled Reasons to Believe, which will be released fairly soon, as long as, you know, plans don't change. Um, with that being said, I figured on allowing at least a little snippet of the songs play on the podcast until the album releases that way you get to have a earful of music before the album release if you like it drop me a comment about the music and um it'll really help us out you can visit us at www.seangraves.rocks help support your local online band Hey there, welcome to Inspire with Sean, that's me, that's spelled S-E-A-N. Thank you for inspiring others, myself, and don't litter. We only have one world after all. So, yesterday was May the 4th, be with you, and I definitely watched some freaking Star Wars yesterday. It was actually really good. I started off with Rogue One, because, like, why not? And then um, went into the classic Star Wars films. Made it all the way to Luke Skywalker leaving Tatooine, and uh, then I just passed out. I I couldn't I couldn't stamina myself to stay awake for so long. I feel like such a a noob. Um, but it was also like a really long day because I've been up since like four o'clock in the morning um, throughout the work week. So, you know, once like ten or eleven o'clock hits, I'm like barely like I don't even get the second wave there is no other wave that's like that is it so it was really fun um just got to just watch a movie and like really just love it you know what I mean um Star Wars you're missing out like you need to figure your shit out (laughs) um so it's been like a really long time since I've podcasted and the reason why was because um one there's just been so many things going on um so whatever happened to episode three um, I decided to take that episode down because it wasn't what I wanted to be as like a part of the show um, or a part of the co- podcast. I It was still like a new concept to me to um, podcast. So I thought like maybe having an episode where I was talking about like my music and everything, I was like, eh, you know what? I'll save that for like another time where like I'm talking to another musician about our music maybe that'll be more entertaining than um me just talking about my uh my musical journey uh so that episode's down so we'll always have a gap for episode three <laughs> until the end of time now and and maybe it'll make for good conversation and if someone listens to this podcast they'll be like oh okay so that's why episode is not around uh so florida shenanigans uh okay um Florida. How do I start off with this? All right. So I go to Florida because it's part of the job. I'm going to school. Uh, I've had podcasted while I was there. It was kind of weird because at one point, um, the cleaning lady for the hotel interrupted the show and... um, So I stopped and hung out with her for a minute. She was a really nice lady. At least one of them was. The other two were just, I don't know, they're weird. One of them didn't do their freaking job, though, and um, I let the front desk lady know about that. Like, I was super upset about that. But um, but anyway, uh, I did this thing called MCMAP. It's called the Marine Corps Martial Arts Program, and what it is is... Uh, a training program that Marines do to, uh, be combat ready at all times, um, or at least be in that mindset and then to perform techniques or, um, these martial arts things, I guess you call them, um, to, um, prevent the enemy from hurting you. And it, it's definitely a an experience for me because, uh, well, one, I met r- some really cool people in life. Um, we'll start off with calling out Dak, John, Annie, Veronica. Uh, without those four, I would never have thought that uh, this would be, like, a thing. I remember, like, it was... I think it was, like, day one of school and a staff sergeant came in and he was like yeah, I do, you know, map, and I've got a crew running right now and they're about to graduate and or at least get their green belt and then a, a little while later then we'll start you guys up. And it was a matter of do we want to do this and commit to it 100%. And um, I, I was like, I don't even know what this is. And uh, being convinced by the other uh, four, I was like, Sure, why not? I mean, what's the worst that could possibly happen? And then, um, and then, Chief walks in. He's like, "Don't anybody get fucking killed!" Like, nobody gets killed. No one gets hurt. No one breaks a fucking arm during this program. And I'm like, okay. I mean, like, I don't plan on that, but you know, it is what it is. So, uh, we go through all the shenanigans of um, the introduction of Tan Belt. And it was awesome. I mean, like I was like a hundred percent zoned in to the program, and um, I felt like I have to be because, like, I'm not a martial artist. I've never done such a thing. My brother had back in the day; uh, he was in karate. But I mean, I'm not—I'm not that kind of person in in my heart. So, um, but at the same time, I thought, what's the worst that can possibly happen? I'm just gonna learn. Um, a little bit more about myself. So we go through TAMBELT and TAMBELT was the very basics. And then I remember our week of test out and I was super nervous and what they had us do was, uh, Oh gosh, what did they, what did they do to us? I know that they beat us down and what we had to do, what we did was, um, uh, We did like some kind of like stations and then uh, we went back inside the pit and we, that's right. We did stations. So in the pit, we did stations where you did burpees, squats, punching the bag, jumping jacks, and then you went and you uh, grappled. And, So this is where, I don't know what the hell happened, but during my grappling, um, my head was not in the right spot and somebody's fist got like the temple area of my head. Um, and it it, pressing down, like it just, it hurt. And so I tapped and then, um, once I realized it started to hurt, I didn't know what was going on. And, uh, So I finished off my grappling and then I went off to go do burpees. And so it's like two minutes per station, right? And like halfway through the burpees, I, I got this headache. It started hurting. So, um, I, uh, I called the corpsman and I just went right out of the room and the guy, this, this poor corpsman, he, all he had was a, uh, an ice pack and he put, I put it, right near the area where it was hurting the most. And he's like, are you okay? Can you see? Can you, you know, wiggle your toes and your your, your thumbs? I'm like, yeah, I can do all that stuff. And he's like, okay, well, I saw what happened. And, um, well, it just kind of made me feel, like, kind of weird about it. And I'm like, cool. Well, this is the part where the, the headache is hurting so much that I'm crying now. And... uh come to find out it was a mild concussion. It wasn't a concussion. Like I got hit or, you know, whatever. It was just like, it was so weird, but like, that's what the actual doctor said. Once I, I got my TAM belt, I, I passed, I went back in and I finished up the, uh, the beat down and then I tested out and then I sat on the sidelines and, um, and was really like in my, my thing, like my zone, because my head was just pounding and like the corpsman didn't have like freaking Tylenol in his first aid kit to help me out. So um, anyway, staff sergeant, he was like, hey, you need to go to uh, medical. So I check into medical and uh, dental is like, hey, you need, you know, an appointment. I'm like, sure, fine, why not? Set me up. This is all just for some fucking Tylenol, by the way. By the time I go and I see the doc... Um before all that, I've talked to now three corpsmen who are like, hey, why are you here? And then I'm getting, you know, petty-officered by everybody, and I'm just like, ah, like, now is not the time. <laughs> Any other time, you could petty-officer me, not right now. And uh, so... I'm talking to these corpsmen, and they're like, why are you here? I tell them about, you know, getting uh, hurt, like my head got hurt, and um, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm I'm physically okay or mentally okay. And they're like, um, well, what you were doing? I was like, I'm doing MCMAP. And they go, why are you doing MCMAP? That's not the detail that we all need to be fixating on right now. So I finally get in with the doctor. She says I'm okay, just, you know, have some Tylenol and call it a day and, you know, be in contact with someone who's here. So that way they know that I'm okay for at least the next 72 hours. So groovy, cool. I go and I do my gray belt and gray belt was really fun because we started doing, um, more techniques that were, uh, intricate. And so we tested out. Doing that, we uh, did a mile, I think it was about a mile run by the time we were done with it, but we did stations where we did push-ups and burpees, and um, we had to pick each other up and and drag each other um, across a field. And meanwhile, there's people cheering us on, and it was so so inspiring. And then, this is kind of cheesy, but the Blue Angels flew by, and um, they're doing their air tricks and shit, and I'm just like, dying in my boots and utes and, um, holding a, a, a fake gun, um, rifle thing. And, uh, see, I'm so tactical, right? Like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And, um, and meanwhile, uh, motivating other, uh, uh, Mick mappers with me that, you know, we're, we're doing this thing together. We're not going to let each other, um, go down cause we're all a team. And, uh, so we get inside, uh, we, we test out, we got our gray belts. And then uh, staff sergeant went on leave uh, a little while later um, after he did like, I think he taught us about like half of green belt. And then uh, sergeant taught us the next half. And so we went like about, I think like two weeks of going through green belt. And I mean, like, I guess like hindsight being 2020, it wasn't really a lot of, Information, but it is a lot of information because you want to make sure you remember everything from your past and which is still testable while also learning all your new material. And it's extraordinary. It really, really is. So, uh, she was, she was really, really good at it. And, uh, <laughs> When it came to the shoulder throws, everybody, oh my gosh, these Marines. So we had two Marines who were also staff sergeants going through the ringer with us. And so they were re on the belts. Um, one of them qualified with us as a green belt. And uh, here we go. I weigh a buck 50 and all these Marines are like uh, at, at least 190 and they're just Throwing me from one side of the room to the other, and it was it was fun. I mean, you know, we were all safe about it, but at the same time, it was like, "Oh, you know," my poor body went through so much in two and a half months. It was great. Um, our green belt uh, test out was also extraordinary. I feel we started off at the uh, obstacle course. We ran around. We went through the beach. We um, we got. Dirty. We got you know sand in our boots. We got water in our boots. We were sitting in the ocean, and then um, one of us—I'm not saying me—but one of our mech um, mappers decided to pee in the ocean next to us. Um, to this day, I don't know how how someone could get so comfortable in such an extreme environment. And meanwhile, I'm thinking about the ocean splashing in my face, and I'm like, how much of this is someone's? you know bodily fluid mixed with sea salt (laughs) mixed with the ocean so um anyway it was a really good experience um after we did that, we did a couple more stations and uh practicals and then uh we did the obstacle course a couple of times and grappled um climbing the rope. I was actually really impressed with my rope climbing, but I just could not get to the very top and I had just a couple more feet to go. But man, it was so tiring to do that. So it it was it was extraordinary and eventually um one of the marines climbed all the way up the rope, got our uh, green belts, brought them down, and uh, it was awesome. So it was a really cool experience. And because of the experience, we all decided to pitch in and get each, other, uh, get each of the uh, uh, Mic Map teachers, I guess you call them, or senseis, whatever you call them, uh, a uh, boxing glove. And we wrote their names on it, and then we signed them. And uh, gave it to them as a gift, you know, like a little memento of like, you know, we were like the biggest group of sailors that they had ever taught. So we were like really proud mm-hmm. of that, too, you know, so a lot of pride, a lot of uh, character development, um, mental challenging uh, moments of digging deep and really striving and um, physical endurance really, too, you know. So aside from that, we also did the terrain race out there. I did a couple of 5Ks while I was there as well, dressed up as Batman because, you know, that's my thing. Uh, Wink, wink, AFSP.donordrive.com slash personalcampaign slash Sean, Tack Graves, Tack Rocks. Go make your donation there too. Um, I'm doing a terrain race, and it was really fun. 20 obstacles, uh, 3.5 miles, I think, was how far it was. I mean, this thing had like mud, it, it killed. I'm so glad I bought a pair of creptastic shoes from uh, Walmart to destroy. Because, uh, yeah, every, <laughs> just like the Tough Mudder, it was well worth it, you know. I, I seriously say, if you're going to do those things, have your actual running shoes and then have like your backup shoes that you're just willing to destroy and donate to a cause because it's really, really fun. Um, but yeah, it was great. We went through this, we, we swam through a river, we, uh, went through, you know, barbed wires and all kinds of stupid crap. Like it was really cool. Um, so then we also went to new Orleans where we went through bourbon street, um, shout out to Krista Reynolds. She's like this young lady that I met in, um, some bar that we went to. Uh, I have, me and John successfully got kicked out of four bars that evening. We started drinking at 10 when we got there. We had like this amazing, uh, luncheon and that was pretty much our only meal throughout the whole day. We started drinking there and we didn't stop until like maybe three in the morning. And, um, that was ending at the casino and then walking our asses down to the hotel to just pass the fuck out. So it was really cool. Uh, Bourbon Street's amazing. I think it's a, you know an experience you have to have. If you don't do it, you're missing out. And uh, yeah, it was it was great. I think like especially not only you know Annie, John, and Dak uh, being there, and all four of us just having a really good time there. In fact, Annie's husband was there, and he's like a really cool dude too. Um, but it was it was just straight up awesome. Like, go to New Orleans, get yourself a hotel, and just live there for like forty hours. You will get everything done. Promises. Um, we did go to a voodoo museum, and we thought I thought that it was cool. Um, it was really interesting to see the shrines and the different uh, little placards that talked about the history of uh, voodoo. And then, uh, like I said, we got kicked out of four bars. So our first one was a strip club where uh, it it was a combination of shenanigans on my part and John's part. And uh, let's see, how do I explain this? Um, Tips are earned and not, um, not something that you are... Initially given, I guess is the best way to say, or it's not an entitlement. Tips are not an entitled thing that you get just because of the type of quote unquote work uh, you do. And I'm being very specific about my wording here because um, we went to a strip club and uh, I figured, why not? You know, I'm a new bachelor, might as well, right? I mean, what's the worst that can possibly happen? So, this is the worst that could possibly happen there was a dancer on the table and she's doing her thing. And, uh, one of the guys was like, Hey, let me like slap your ass. And she goes, that costs money. So I put down 10 and she goes, no, that's going to cost more than that. So then he puts down five and she's like, "Mm, no. So then she walks away and, uh, or not like walks away, but she dances away. And, uh, I took back my $10 tip because, it wasn't earned. It wasn't something that she, she didn't do anything special to earn that tip. So this other dancer walks by, and she goes, I saw that, and that's fucked up. And I said, I'm glad you saw that because that's a lesson in life right there. You're not entitled to a tip. I tipped her, or I was giving her a tip, and then she wasn't doing anything, and therefore she didn't earn it at all. So I took it back. And she goes, that's her money. No, it's not her money. Like, nowhere is there a sign on the wall that says, once money touches the table, it's not yours. That's not, That's not a fucking thing. So uh, she keeps on, like, this t- This dancer just keeps on, like, high-pitched yelling, like, oh, you know that sound that a chihuahua makes when the the wind blows and it's, like, barking at nothing? That's exactly what this woman was doing, but, like, to my left ear. So, I turned to her and I said, "This conversation is over." And I turned around and I just started what, and I was watching the show. Now, by this point, the dancer that, you know, I took her tip away from left. and she walks away. Two dancers later, which means to me that that's four, eight, twelve, sixteen minutes later, uh, another dancer comes on. And then the original dancer that, again, like I took the tip from, walks over and she says, did you take my tip away? I said, yes, I did. And she goes, that's my tip. No, it's not. You're not entitled to it, especially if you didn't work for it or earn it in the first place. Nowhere does it say that that's a thing. And she goes, well, that's fucked up. And so I said, well, that's life, honey. It's not fair. It wasn't fair that I tipped you and you didn't give me what I wanted. It's not fair that you didn't give me what I wanted. And I took your tip away because you're not entitled to it, honey. So she leaves, she gets the bouncer and I get kicked out. Just like that. Going to another bar. (laughs) At this point, uh, Bourbon Street is lit and so am I. So we're walking around, and uh, we go into this bar. Uh, John and I are sitting down at the bar. I think Annie was outside, and uh, I go use the bathroom, which was, like, probably the worst idea on the face of the planet because it was just nasty as hell. But it had to be done. And I come back, and John is wanting to order something. I'm on water at this point. Like, I know I'm about to die this evening. And so... uh, John, John is like raising his hand and the bartender is looking at him, but is not acknowledging his existence. So, uh, I'm raising my hand trying to get the bartender's uh, attention and nothing's happening. So then John goes, Hey, and the bartender walks over and he's like, you don't have to be rude. And we're, John and I are just like, We're customers. Like, why, what? Like, why are you not customering or being, why are you not grabbing us for customer service, right? Like, where the hell is that right now? Like, we wanted to order something off the menu, but now, as a customer, I don't even think I want to order anything over here. Who the fuck knows what kind of alligator tails these are? And so, after that, we got kicked out. So then we go to this other bar and (laughs) something was said. I don't remember what it personally wasn't from me, but because I was with the group, I got kicked out as well. So that's three bars down. And then at this point, I'm just like, we need to go. Like we're, we're not, (laughs) we're not functioning anymore. Um, there was another bar that we got kicked out of. I don't remember why. At this point, like, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to not remember everything at this point, but we somehow made it to the casino. I walked in with $50, walked out with $182, and then um, we made it to the hotel and I passed the fuck out. And that was New Orleans. So, Florida was a lot of fun. And, um, I thought it was freaking hilarious. So shout out again to Krista Reynolds. She is awesome. She was like my soul, uh, spirit, like twin at that moment. And we became really good friends online. And so this is your shout out Krista, because you're an awesome person. And I had a lot of fun partying out with you. So more shenanigans. So uh checking out of pensacola nas was a freaking nightmare and the reason why and this goes to like you had one job so i'm gonna do this really this segment really early was that do not ever under any circumstances think that i am responsible for planning an appointment when the appointment system is goes down or when your x-ray machine goes down and that's exactly the first two mistakes Three mistakes was they said they, the, the dental co- uh, side said, oh, your dental record's out of date. Your dental record's just old. And I looked at them like, why is that my fault? They, the civilian lady looks at me and goes, oh, you had an appointment, had, but then you guys canceled on me because of the x-ray machine not working, which is not my fault. Is it working now? And she goes, yeah. I said, so why didn't you guys call me and schedule an appointment? And she says, that's not our job. I said, what? (laughs) Like, how am I a mind reader about what the hell goes on here in this building? Then I looked at her telephone and it says that patients will never call back. And I'm just looking at her going like, look at your telephone. I'm not allowed to even call here to to check in to see if like, we're supposed to make an appointment. Like I know I'm supposed to have an appointment, but I'm leaving tomorrow and I need my medical documents like now. And so 30 minutes later, and I'm walking out of the uh, dental side and the medical side. And all it was, was people looking in my mouth going like, "Mm, you have teeth and then walking the fuck away. I was really upset about this and I made it a point to talk to this lady's boss and tell her that this is bull crap. Like there, I know that there's a whole bunch of booters there at Pensacola, but there is absolutely no reason why if you're going to work in a customer service area, such as a hospital, because that is customer service, you're helping a customer such as a patient uh, get better. There's no reason why you have to be a fucking dick about it. So, that's my you had one job, and I hope that lady, I don't hope that she got fired, but I hope she found like employment somewhere else or they moved her somewhere else because that's bullcrap. <sighs> so I turned thirty on the on Tuesday. and so now every time I write down my age, I just put three x's because one, why not just say I'm triple X now? Um, two, dirty 30s. So obviously my, my life is rated as a triple X movie. Um, it was actually not really that bad of a, of a gig. I went, um, I went out to this Mediterranean place. Uh, the only downside was that they have a bar, but then they don't have a liquor license. So it was really weird. Um, I had this amazing dinner and, uh, topped off with cheesecake and then I went home and fell asleep because that's what I do at the age of 30. Like, um, no. So I'm saving all my, uh, shenanigans for this weekend where I'm going out and, uh, hanging out with people and just having a good time. But, um, yeah, like it was, it was really fun and I, I love my birthday. I loved all the, I I, I'm so glad I have met the people I've met in my life where they genuinely are appreciative of like, Hey, like happy birthday. Because it's kind of weird that like in social media, like, you know, you get like the people to say happy birthday. And then you got the other people who are like, eh, it's just another day, or they don't even see that it's my birthday. I don't know what their first world problem is, but, um, shout out to my family. And that encompasses the Hilda as well in Oklahoma and all my friends there, as well as everyone who's abroad over in Japan on deployment. Um, everywhere and anywhere. I miss you guys. I miss all of you. And thank you so much for making my 30th birthday well worth it. It's a new decade. So I have a lot of dreams and aspirations to make and hopefully, um, those goals become a thing. And if not, then at least I have another decade to work on it. So yeah. Um, reflecting it was it was kind of like one of those things where I had to reflect on my 20s just a little bit because I was like damn like a decade flew by right I did so much like um you know my my 20s I can start off with saying like the first at least the first five years were um Uh, being a starving artist and working on uh, Post Omnis albums and, you know, running on that hamster wheel until I was eventually tired of being starving and an artist. And I was like, I can be an artist and not starving. That's a thing. So let's go get a job. And so I got a job and, uh, you know, started this career off and just have been really working at that. On that front, while also having you know the time to discipline myself and work on my craft, um, and and then you know dating and you know traveling and you know then I got married um, around the late end of my twenties and uh, settled down and started you know being a family guy, if you will, just without, I guess, you know, the talking dog and the three kids, thank God. Um, but you know, even with that, like at least I learned, um, or I got the experience of what it's like to be married and to be a husband and, and the bread bringer and, um, going through that portion of my life, it was, it was good. You know what I'm saying? Um, it taught me a lot about myself as a person, and uh, then at the end of my twenties, uh, not only have I, you know, ran a marathon and uh, performed a triathlon and did a Tough Mudder, but I was also going through a divorce through all that as well. And the reason why is because, like, I feel like especially when you're going through something such as, like, that, like, something like a divorce, like, there's no way to, um expo- like, to push out any, like, energy that you're sitting there going, like, oh, I need this energy, you know. Like, I'm so pent up with, like, not, like, anger but frustration and hate and discontent and you're sitting there going, like, there's nothing that I can do to, you know, get this, uh, you know, Uh, feeling out. Well, one way of doing it would be to go out and, um, do something like go on a hike or, um, get active in some way. And so that really helped me out. And, um, it's not only just helped me out in those portions, but also just with life in general, like with just training, uh, overall. And, uh, so that really helped me out. And then, um, after my divorce and walking away from all that, it took me until the beginning of this year, um, after I was done paying alimony to my ex, that uh, uh, life really started to change for me. And I, I'm sitting there going like, "Wow, like I can't believe I went through so much like crap," you know, like not only like through my marriage. But also like through the divorce section and then afterward, you know, and it could have been like way worse than that. Um, there's so many extremes that could go wrong. And so when I talk to other um, uh, grown man children such as myself, um, you know, it's it's really endearing to say, look, I've been through this and it can be really difficult, but it can also be really easy. And here's why, you know, Um and and really just try to just be like that that person that's like, hey, I know this sucks, but if I can survive through it, anybody can. You know, I always feel like um, my myself as a person, even though I go through things like, I mean, earlier in the episode, um, you know, my father passed, a, uh, suic- he committed suicide when I was 18. And um that's really hard to go through when you're a young adult. And um the aftermath and the wave that you ride um after that, it's really difficult to go through. But like as a 30 year old, I handle that shit like a fucking champ. And you know, then going through boot camp and you think that that's like the worst two and a half months of your life, but then you're like, I fucking did that shit. And then um deployments and um And Micmap, like, I seriously sat there going, like, I'm gonna fucking die, because a Marine is gonna just decide to just rip my head off, drink the blood from my skull, and I don't know, like, all kinds of shenanigans, is gonna go down, I'm gonna die, and then I'm like, you know what, I fucking handle that shit like a champ. Thank you, Sergeant Cox and Staff Sergeant Tolbert, y'all are the fucking best, and, um, because I didn't die, (laughs) and, um, so, uh, you know, like, Things like that was you know it's endearing to sit there and go like, I have survived something you know, and you know it, it, it's it's extraordinary you can you can seriously sit there and go like, Wow, like if I can do all these things and survive this, I can go through anything at this point, well, not anything, but like let's not limit ourselves um Oh, which, by the way, I want to shout-out. So uh, I just name-dropped Sergeant Cox. Well, while we were doing our MCMAP, she was also going through uh, the MCMAP process and qualifying for her black belt, and she just got her black belt for MCMAP. So shout-out to you, Michelle. You fucking did it, and you're a fucking inspiration to me, and I just want to drop that line for you. Rock on, girl. Um, yeah, like gosh, the twenties, you know, there, there was just a lot of ups and downs in my twenties, a lot of, oh my God, what am I doing in my life? And I'm really excited for my thirties and I hope that, um, it's not stagnant or something where I'm sitting there going like, why am I even doing this? You know? So anyway, uh, I hope that for people who have just turned a new decade in their life that you're not sitting there going like, Oh, this is another decade. Like, no, it's not a new decade. Like think about it. 10 years ago you were a completely different person and now you're like a new model, you know, every step so I've, I've read somewhere that like every seven years, your body changes in a way that like, you're not the same person that you were seven years ago, which is kind of weird that it has to be seven years. Like why the number seven, I like nice round numbers. So I rounded up to like 10 thinking that like, you know, obviously when you were 10 years old, you're obviously not the same as when you were 20 and when you were 20, you're not going to be anywhere near different or the same as, uh, when you were 30. So, uh, I'm really excited for that. And, uh, you know, it's a whole new decade for me. So that means new music traveling, um, new friends, new obstacles in my life that I'm going to overcome and uh, new aspirations I'm going to achieve as well. So now comes to the part where it's what made your month, week, or day? Well, what made my month was, at least in April, was graduating from C-School and meeting all these really cool people uh, such as Annie, Dak, John, uh, Sergeant Cox, and Staff Sergeant Tolbert as well as everybody else I went to school with. Um, And let's see, going to Bourbon Street, uh, going to New Orleans overall, traveling across America, seeing my friends from Oklahoma once again, such as Travis and Melissa and Linda and Larry and the family, as well as, just having fun. You know what I mean? For once, just having fun. And um, what made my week? Well, now it's Cinco mother licking de Mayo. Um, (laughs) I can't, I am not very good at, uh, at other languages as Spanish. So um, I always botch it and I apologize for that, but um, it's Cinco de Mayo. Uh, Yesterday was May the 4th and two days before that, or I'm sorry, three days before that was my birthday. And so it's really just nothing but party, 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 because, um, it's fun to fucking do. Why the hell not? I mean, when your birthday lands, not only on a holiday itself in Europe, but like, as well as wrapped around other makeshift holidays as we go along, like it's what you gotta do. And, uh, gee, what made my day? Well, so far, it is seven thirty in the morning. So I actually have a couple of errands to run. So I figured on doing a podcast this morning with my hot cup of coffee, and uh, putting this one out there for everybody. Again, it's just it's been an amazing and inspiring uh, month. And uh, next week I'm going to podcast again. Uh, I will say that. Uh, number one inspiration goes out to Dak because he got me involved in a workout program. That's been really working out for me. Um, he got me into the five, five program, which is like five exercises, five different, uh, or five reps. Um, and then you do like three, uh, or alternate three different workouts, uh, throughout the, the, the week. It's a whole thing, and I suggest that if you are wanting to get back into the gym but you don't know how, download an app for the 5-5 five, five program, get in there, do your max weight uh, in all five of the workouts, and then uh, hit the gym again and go and do the exercises. It's really worth it. And don't forget to go run afterwards or um, in between or you know, on a whim. I'm not saying like for an hour. I'm saying like 30 minutes. Like why the hell not? And always end your exercises with doing 25 burpees. So, um, that's today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and, uh, I'll hear you guys next week. Bye.